0: sub-zero now Plane zero <laughs> it's wild it's the best quips ever this week on the pool scene podcast we go back to the years 2017 to 2019 via 1987 hello everyone i'm kevin i'm joined by jim
1: ah, i'm so excited pool in, sceners in
0: this universe what would your stalker character be
1: My stalker character. Ooh, even think of a stalker name. We have some good ones on here. We have Dynamo, Fireball, Buzzsaw. I think my stalker name would be...
0: Jesus, put me on a spot, man. yeah. Wow. I think mine would be maybe like... Because they all do something. Like, Buzzsaw has a saw. Fireball has, like, a flamethrower. Dynamo has electricity. Dynamo looks like electricity. Don't know what Captain Freedom ever had. Freedom. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) I think maybe illness related or be called something like toxic or sickness or a contagion or something like that. Yeah,
1: it's something like that. I, like keep, a germ. I keep thinking on like the, the veins of like American Gladiators and Battle Dome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which
1: I'm not going to be tea money. The
0: 1987 movie we're covering that takes place from 2017 to 2019 is The Running Man. The Running Man was directed by television director Paul Michael Glazer, mostly known for his writing and directing work on Star Sarski and Hutch. Oh, before Glazer, four previous directors were hired. Oh yo. George P. Cosmatos who directed Rambo First Blood Part 2, you know that easy to say title. Exactly. Wanted to move the film entirely to a shopping mall. They literally fired him for it. Oh, like, that would have been interesting. Well, we'll get to that here in a minute. Okay. German director Karl Schenkel was hired, but he literally got afraid of the large scale of the movie nine so he quit Ferdinand Fairfax was hired (laughs) what is that a porn name (laughs) yeah Ferdinand Fairfax (laughs) was hired but then fired because of what he did to the script so he made changes they didn't like they fired him then code of silence director Andrew Davis took the movie into production but get this I love this fact after only eight days He was somehow $8 million over budget in eight days and four days behind schedule. (laughs) How the fuck did he pull that off? I have no idea. Fired. Shit. This movie, pretty loosely based on 1982 novel written by Stephen King under the pseudonym Richard, Richard Bachman. Bachman. When producer Rob Cohen bought the rights to the book, he did not know that Richard Bachman was Stephen King, so he thought he was buying a Richard. Bachman I had no book. idea either. Stephen King will famously sell the rights to his books to filmmakers for one dollar. But the question is, does Stephen King, as Richard Bachman, sell the rights for a dollar? I don't know. Don't know. Producer George Lind. Sold his California wheelchair business to help finance the movie. Interesting. Just have a random wheelchair business. He had a a very successful wheelchair business and he had to front the money, so he sold it. The movie inspired American Gladiators. And so the George P. Cosmetose script that we discussed, where he wanted to move it to the mall, actually inspired the awesome stealth video game Manhunt. No shit. Yeah. So they took the script. Cosmintos script from the Run running man. man and used it as inspiration for Manhunt. Remember how controversial Manhunt I was? It. I fucking loved <laughs> it. That was really like MA 17. You had like, uh, you'd get the nail gun, yeah, you'd stealth up on somebody and shoot them with the nail. Gun. Shopping bag death. Yep, it's awesome. Yeah. Running Man features two future governors a game show host, a classically trained opera singer, the guitarist from Fleetwood Mac, a longtime NFL rushing yards leader, and a dance number choreographed by Paula Abdul. And Kevin, you totally forgot, one of the stars of
1: the Sega CD game Night Trap.
0: There you go. Yeah. Jim, please give us budget and box office along with news and number ones at time of release.
2: W-U-A-B, Channel 43, where the news comes first. This is the 10 o'clock view. I'd like you to volunteer to appear
1: on tomorrow's broadcast of the running man. Fuck you. Running Man came out November thirteenth, nineteen eighty-seven, to a twenty-seven million dollar budget, and it only made thirty-eight million dollars at the That's box. That's a pretty office. big budget for eighty-seven for this type of movie. Very big, and you know what? It only made thirty-eight. I couldn't really see this movie being super successful, even no. though it was number one for two weeks. Kind of a hard R movie. Very hard R. The number one game show at this time, because we got the good old-fashioned Richard Dawson, the Lothario of farts, the. Kissing Bandit himself, however, was not the number one game show at this time. As he surrendered Family Feud to Ray Combs, the number one slot got taken over by the Alex Trebek-hosted Classic Concentration.
0: Okay.
2: America's most humble host on Classic
3: Concentration, d it.
1: Which I love Classic Concentration, but watching it now, boy, some of those prizes those people get, like, <laughs> wow, you got that special vase or vase I don't know where you people fall on that. I say vase, not vase. I say
0: vase. Eh? Oh my, I like that. Very nice. Vasey.
1: So, Kevin, I wanted to do something special here. Some of the people that were local to us here and around the Youngstown area. There's one man that came to my mind, and he is the legend himself, Mr. Tom Holden.
2: And if you watch 27 at six and 11, you will find out why most folks agree with us. Tom Holden's the anchor man. Tom Holden's your friend. I'm Tom Holden. Some things
3: stick in our minds forever. We can easily remember where we were when we heard about Pearl Harbor, what we were doing when we found out that President Kennedy had been shot,
0: how we felt as we watched Neil Armstrong take his first steps on the moon. Around here, we will long remember what we were doing and what we saw on May 31st, 1985. I had Tom Holden as a professor, taught an uh, announcing uh, course, and he was fucking Awesome! I'll never forget. I had a, a Tom Holden story. We walked into Pal
1: Joey's one night, and there he was sitting at the other yep. corner of the bar, just drinking down some yep. beers, pack of smokes. Yep, the man, yeah, the he, Youngstown awesome. Walter Cronkite. Yes, and he had the most notorious slash hideous hairstyle yep. I've ever seen. It was a full on football helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody ever wants to look him up on YouTube, The Man, the Myth, the Legend. I always loved when Tom Holden would throw it to Odeaduma. Yeah. Odea is another great one. Well,
0: Ode Aduma is an awesome guy because troubled youth and runaways and stuff would oh, turn yeah. themselves in at shelters and they would use the name Ode Aduma, which I think came from a program where yeah. essentially he was encouraging kids to say, you know, you won't get in trouble, just you know, use my name or whatever. So he actually was like a beacon for you know troubled youth yeah. and stuff. He was a good dude. You know what's amazing what is it about like old school news
1: reporters or radio guys that just have that voice yeah like O day well they Uma. had to have the pipes it's like, wow it used to be all about pipe and the thing is though you could be a hideous fucking chud yeah as long as you had pipes
0: In now pipes. it's flipped they don't care Yeah. now they don't care if you have pipes and you intelligence look at, yeah you look at any local radio station and all that matters is that you did three years of an internship where you had people spin the prize wheel at the county fair and somehow you have the lead role role on kiss fm yes exactly yep
1: kevin in news one big event took place and i totally forgot this happened kevin the max headroom signal intrusion incident
2: trying to find out who's responsible for two acts of video piracy Last night, someone broke into regular programming here on Channel 9 and on Chicago's public broadcasting station. As Larry Roderick
1: reports, the first interruption took place during last night's 9 o'clock news.
2: Sports anchor Dan Rowan had just started his Sunday night Bears report when the screen suddenly went black, then came back on with a new unruly presence, a man wearing a Max Headroom mask. We have been taken over by a video pirate for a short time. Until technicians here changed microwave channels between the studio and the transmitter and knocked him off the air. On November
1: 1987. Absolutely awesome. Where the world. Saw Max Hedrick for the first time, and it was it was a stun. everybody. Let's break it down. The first incident took place over two Chicago channels. It took place during the sports segment of independent TV station WGN, when they were independent at the time, 9 p.m. newscast, and lasted about 25 seconds. During this intrusion, the person in the mask swayed erratically and was accompanied by a buzzing sound. The second incident occurred around two hours later during PBS member station WTTW broadcast of doctor who and lasted only about a minute and 30 seconds the masked person spoke throughout this intrusion and made references to max headroom's endorsement of coca-cola the tv series clutch cargo wgn anchor chuck swirsky And quote, unquote, all the greatest world newspaper nerds, a reference to WGN call letters, which stands for world's greatest newspaper. The video ended with the person exposing their ass being spanked by a woman with a fly swatter before normal programming resumed. Awesome. Coke picked up on it and then it just became a late 80s commercial, darling. Weird thing. God, it's amazing how that started. It was a stunt that could have got them busted forever. Unbelievable. On to sports. George, were you a part of the incident?
0: Were you Max Hedgroom? Good evening, everybody. I'm George Michael. Welcome to the Sports Machine. So speaking of pipes
1: yeah george George michael pipes man i used to love watching a sports machine he laid the pipe you know who laid pipe cubs andre dawson is the first player from a last place team to win most valuable player yeah unfortunately that, that doesn't
0: happen anymore because they give it to the best player on the best team yeah in most sports exactly our man dale earnhardt get it done dale
1: Wins his Winston Cup title for the third time, second in a row in 1987. Of course, Dale Earnhardt went on to win seven cup championships, tying the king, Richard Petty the number one movie in america funny enough kevin we mentioned this last week during four weddings and a funeral they brought it up hugh grant himself with his stammering fatal attraction was the number one movie in america and the number one song in america which inspired kevin and i's one of our favorite documentaries with one of the favorite people we love the most i think we're alone now tiffany
0: The number
1: one song in America. If you guys have not checked out that documentary, holy shit.
0: I'm just uncomfortable thinking about it. The makeup
1: scene, the (sighs) running scene, the running scene. It's a cast of characters, everybody. That's all that was going on November of 1987. We got a ton to talk about this movie. Let's throw it to Kevin. Let's kick ass.
0: So Running Man was originally slated for July 1987 release, but was delayed four months by TriStar. You know why, Jim? Why? Because Arnold Schwarzenegger's Predator was released in June of 87. So they were like, can't go double Arnold. We can't go double Arnold. Uh, because I mean, it might not have been that bad to just release them both. <laughs> Do it as a double feature. Man, that would have been awesome. Predator and the Running Man. But instead they delayed it four months and you see how it turned out. So let's run into the plot.
3: What's inside the zone Three hours. They've got to go through all four game quads. Three hours or less, and they're going to need every second, because you know who's on their tail. Who? And you know what happens then? What? Right. Without further ado, it's time to start running.
0: It's 2017. The US is a totalitarianism. Totalitarian <laughs> totalitarianism. Totalitarianism. <laughs> <laughs> and your t-shirts are too tight too, Billy. Motherfucker. After the economy failed, this has led to the rise of state-ran violent TV shows in order to placate the masses. One of those shows is The Running Man, where criminals can have their sentences commuted by fighting for their lives as runners while being chased by armed mercenaries called stalkers. These prizes, like
3: a trial by jury, suspended sentence, maybe even a full part. Like our previous winners, Whitman, Price, and Haddad. You remember them? Whitman, Price, and Haddad. There they are, and at this very moment, they're basking under the Maui sun. Their debt to society paid in. full.
0: Ben Richards is a police helicopter pilot who gets framed for a massacre during a food riot in Bakersfield, California. Food riot in progress. Approximately 1,500 civilians, no weapons evident.
3: Proceed with Plan Alpha. Eliminate anything moving. I said the crowd is unarmed. There are lots of women and children down there.
2: All they want is food, for God's sake. As you were, Richards, proceed with Plan Alpha. All rioters must be eliminated. To hell with you. I would not fire on helpless people. Aboard missions. We return back to base. Lieutenant Sanders, do you copy? Affirmative. Take command, detain Richards, and proceed as ordered.
3: Richard, what the fuck are you doing?
0: Get him. Ah. Hence he becomes the Butcher of Bakersfield. There you go, the Butcher of Bakersfield. He gets placed in a labor camp before escaping 18 months later with help from some resistance fighters. She called. basically the resistance fighters want to hijack the ICS broadcast network's uplink facilities to expose what the government is doing. ICS is the one who broadcasts the running man.
3: Can you believe this shit? It was power. 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. Don't listen to it. I worry about the
0: kids. The network shuts down the schools. The kids are either in hiding or getting basic training. Brainwashed by the TV. We can jam the network once we find the uplink to the
3: satellite. Then we'll broadcast the truth. Truth? Hasn't been very popular lately. Can't find the code or the uplink. Don't know where the network hits something that big. What
0: they managed. Ben says no thank you to all of that And tries to find his brother Who has been sent for re-education Very Soviet Yes, in his brother's place he finds Amber Don't make a sound, you understand? Now,
3: back who to you. are you? Friend of my brother's? What are you talking about? This is his apartment I moved in last month They told me the last tenant was taken away for Yes? For re-education
0: He kidnaps her to flee to Hawaii, but he gets arrested at the airport when she blows his cover. I'm just going to bring that up every week. (laughs) You blew my cover. You blew my cover! Ben then gets to meet the host of The Running Man show, Damon Killian. Killian offers Ben a deal, but he's placed in the game with some of the resistance fighters he escaped camp with. The deal specifically was that if Ben appeared, then his resistance fighters would not, but no, they all appear.
3: On your marks, get set Killian. I'll be back, only in a rerun. Go!
0: richards kills professor sub-zero with razor wire and this is the first time a stalker has died on the show shocks the world very like solemn everyone's very sad while all of this is happening amber realizes that ben is innocent and plans to show the unedited footage that will exonerate him but instead she's put in the game as well with a cleavage version of the running man suit it's nice that they had one on standby yes later
2: she cheated on college exams had sexual relationships with two, sometimes three different men in a year. And then she met mad dog Ben Richards, her confederate, her
3: lover. That was a lie
0: from within the game they try to find the uplink station they kill some stalkers amber finds the corpses of the show's winners proving that pardons for the winners are a lie the crowd switches their allegiance to ben richards instead of the stalkers the network switches to hologram would you call it hologram footage i would say so they superimpose. it's like deep fake technology yeah but not they use to avoid looking bad this is what i hate
3: third act problems roll fuck Freeze in digital memory. And activate traveling map. Tony, this better work, pal, or you'll be a digital memory.
2: Take it easy, Damon. We're loading Richard's image onto the database, and when he's mapped onto the stunt double, you'll never know the difference.
0: But then, the Resistance broadcasts the original Massacre footage showing Ben's innocence and the dead winners. Richards then launches Killian on a rocket-powered sled into the game where he dies crashing through a billboard.
2: I'm going to give the audience what I think they want. You Bastard
3: drop dead. I don't do requests.
0: Ben and Amber leave the studio as the network goes down. Let's get into characters. Arnold Schwarzenegger as Benjamin A. Ben Richards. Jim, are you ready for it? Yes. Considered for the role. Oh, fuck. Dolph Lundgren. Okay. Christopher Reeve. No. Patrick Swayze. What? Don Johnson. <laughs> Listen to your hobby. Yeah, Don Johnson, I think, actually was offered the role, and I think he turned it down for Miami Vice. Probably a good idea there. Maria Conchita Alonso as Amber Mendez, Yofet Koto as William Laughlin, Jim Brown as Fireball, Brown's legend and notorious wife beater, Jesse Ventura as Captain Freedom, Erlen Van Lith as Dynamo, died of a heart attack at age 34, <sighs> two months before this was released really yep so he never even saw ah. the movie uh actual opera singer also okay marvin j mcintyre as harold weiss gus rethwish as eddie buzzsaw vitalski i love how buzzsaw gets a name yeah eddie vitalski <laughs> professor toru tanaka as professor sub-zero He's a wrestler yep mick fleetwood as mick you know mick fleetwood yeah you fleetwood know mac dweezil zappa son of frank zappa as stevie brother of ahmed Yes. Richard Dawson is Damon Killian famous game show host family feud family feud karen lee hopkins as brenda what a weird character sven thorson is sven also a weird character at the end they try to make it seem like he's gonna end up being some like big bad and then i gotta go do some steroids yeah he (laughs) literally just says i have to (laughs) go do some steroids edward bunker is lenny kurt fuller as tony yeah love kurt fuller and yeah that's all i'll mention jim which actor actress gives a passable performance does any non-lead character steal scenes to me by far it's Richard. Dawson in this. He is
1: such a good fucking asshole. It's awesome.
3: Ben, Ben, I gotta hand it to you, pal. (laughs) You got the whole network here in an uproar. Why, they're shipping bicarb to the Justice Department in crates. So that's why this little call is just between you and I. It's not going out on the air. Listen very carefully, Ben. How would you like a three-year contract guaranteed? A cadre credit line front condo. Sound impossible? Ben is a standard deal for a network stalker. And I know real talent when I see you, Ben. And I just hate to see you get canceled tonight when you could go the distance. Say the word, Ben, and you can be the one doing the stalking.
0: Mine's uh, Jesse Ventura as Captain Freedom.
3: Forget it, Killian. I won't do it. It's not a request, moron. It's an order. I don't need this crap. Garbage! I I was killing guys like this ten years ago with my bare hands! I'm not going for any of these tricks! This is a sport of death and honor! Go to the gladiators! Cap, will you spare me the combat Zen speech? What the hell's the matter with you? Can't you see what's going on out there? This isn't a game! They're betting on Richards up there! Bullshit! Get out of here! Get him out of here! What's the matter, steroids make you deaf? Get him out of here
1: now!
0: I love Jesse Ventura. He's my favorite stalker because like, I don't know what he is. He, Yeah, exactly. Like, we don't see him as a stalker because he's a retired stalker who is now a, like, a sideline reporter, That's sort basically of. what he is. In the world's biggest locker room. Yes, in the world's <laughs> biggest locker room where there's a party <laughs> happening. Let's talk about best scenes oh my god <laughs> there's so, so many uh before you go quickly not a scene but one thing i love is that in killian's office there's a poster for a fake show called hate boat which is a play on the love boat i love hate boat but fuck i i want to have a band called hate boat i love it and i want to make a real show of it the other thing that's awesome the harold Faltermeyer score it's so good it reminds me a lot it was a direct influence on trent Reznor, atticus finch score from social network oh yeah very similar to like the social network score obviously uh you know 20 years prior or whatever but more than that it's like when my girlfriend started watching she's like am i gonna hear the i was like yeah that's the jingle
1: it's so good so right off the bat my favorite scene that also will tie later into logic the whole scene of the bakersfield massacre yes which is fucking nuts that he somehow is able to keep his shit together while just fucking knocking the shit out of people left and right. Blows my mind. And
0: we see the Bakerstone massacre in parts. Yeah. Because the first time they show it, you don't see all of what happened. Full ride in progress. And then later you see the events that actually, you see it two different ways. You see the events that actually unfolded and then you see how it was edited. Our
2: star runner tonight needs no introduction. He's Ben Richards, the brutal slayer of 60 men, women, and children in the Bakersfield Massacre. Food riot in progress. Approximately 1,500
1: civilians moving in. Yankee 9-9er, the crowd is unarmed. Repeat, unarmed. Abort attack. Acknowledge, Yankee 9-9er.
2: The hell with you.
1: Lieutenant Sanders, take command.
3: Detain
2: Richards and return to base. Uh. Uh.
3: Acknowledge, Uh Yankee 9-9er. Acknowledge. Return to base. Those are innocent, unarmed people down there. Cease fire. Cease fire. Parents, orphan
1: children, and the nation shot to its very core. I want to say there was an extended cut of this where they actually show the Bakersfield massacre. I, I bet there
0: was. I bet there was a lot more violence in this one originally. A bit more context. I have Ben going to his brother's apartment to find Amber. What is this?
2: That's my synthesizer setup. I'm a musician. Well, I'm really, I'm really a singer. I, I, I write music for the network. Have you heard of their theme song? We bring you joy. We bring you strife.
0: Well, I wrote that. He Great. ties her up and starts to go through her stuff. But what I love about it, it's one of my favorite things about 80s movies' vision of what the future was going to be.
3: Lights, kitchen, toast and coffee. Yes, Channel
0: One.
3: Are you ready for pain? Are you ready for suffering? If the answer is yes. Then you're ready for Captain Freedom's workout.
0: Mm -hmm. So if you were to make a movie about the future now, you could assume money's gone. There's no, everything's cashless in the future. Everything's just card. We probably have some sort of neural link or device that's actually, so we don't have to hold a phone in our hand but some sort of like, you know, floating we go, interface yeah. or something. No more us driving cars. Yeah. So like, it's auto drive. you could predict probably a pretty good idea what our future is going to look like. But in the 80s, 2017, we're still like tiny tube TVs, cassettes still existed oh, yeah. in 2017, some sort of weird computer chip travel pass. The only technology I will say in this movie that was like really great and actually a, a pretty good predictor of the future is, that deep fake technology yeah. because that stunt double looked nothing like Arnold No, he looked nothing like Arnold. They like deep fake Arnold to fight Captain Freedom. They deep fake Captain Freedom. And they deep yeah, cuz Captain Freedom won't do it. So they just literally show a hologram fight and tell the audience that Ben has been killed. And it was seamless. And it was seamless and you never knew. So that technology in our future, deep fake technology could be kind of scary. Look at that deep fake Tom Cruise. Yeah. Damn, dude. There's like porn? Yeah. You you know the market for like putting somebody's face on somebody else's body i mean there's there's a lot of applications for deep fakes that could be scary because like very i mean political there's you know there's defect technology is a little
1: scary also that 80s vision of 2017 america which involves the game show climbing for dollars as <laughs> pit bulls are trying to kill you yes so let's just talk about it. this is going to be a random thing the quips hey kill ya!
3: Here is Sub-Zero, now Plane Zero. Uplinks underground, uplinks underground. If you guys don't shut up, I'm going to uplink your ass. Hey, Lighthead, hey, Christmas tree. What happened to Baza? Oh, uh, he had to split. Astraline, fucking line. How about
2: the
1: light? These Schwarzenegger oh, yes. quips are some of the best ever. Like, well, you did it, Sub Zero. Now, Plain Zero. He had to split.
0: Just, oh my God, they're just well, so good. Another one of mine is actually a, a scene, but it, it's because of one of the quips when. It's only Ben and Amber left, so Weiss and the other guy have Loughlin. died. Yeah, Laughlin have died. She says, "Oh, we should have just went to Hawaii." Because he kidnapped her, he tried to take yeah. her to Hawaii, and she yells that he kidnapped her, and he gets arrested. But she says, "Oh, we should have just went to Hawaii." And the great yeah. one offline is me and my
1: big mouth.
3: We should have taken a trip to Hawaii. I had the shirt for it, but you fucked it up.
0: I had the shirt. You fucked it up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You know what I love about that? 2017, his picture is everywhere. Oh, yeah. There are police guards throughout this entire airport. You're telling me the size of Arnold Schwarzenegger you do not identify him as Ben Richards. No. He just has a, a hat on, glasses, yeah. and a wine shirt.
0: And he, he goes beard in this movie. Which, at first, I'm like, is that a real beard? He, it almost looks on. But then when they show the mugshot, yeah. it looks like the Tim Allen mugshot. It does. Because he has kind of like the feathered hair and a mustache.
1: Yeah. Let's give a shout out here my next best scene, The Old Lady. All right,
3: Agnes. Listen now, big chance for you. Win a whole lot of prizes. You know we've still got two crack stalkers out there, right? Dynamo and Fireball. Who do you think will make the next kill? Oh, boy. That's a tough one. Come on, give it a try. You can do it. Who do you think? Okay. I
2: think the next kill will be made by
3: Ben Richards.
2: (laughs) Hold
3: it, hold it. (laughs) Agnes. Richards is a runner. You've got to pick a stalker. I can pick anyone I choose. And I choose ben richards that boy's one mean motherfucker
1: (laughs) the studio audience yes they get to have the ability when killian selects you in the audience you can pick who's the next stalker what i don't get is and i guess it makes sense because the stalkers never die There's not that many stalkers available. Buzzsaw's dead. Dynamo's down. Sub-Zero's dead. Yeah. And then Killing sees a sweet little old lady. And you know who's going to be next? Is she
0: the same one that gets introduced as being like the super fan that's at every show? Yes. Okay. Yes. So he's like, all right, sweetheart, who do you want? She's like,
1: oh, no, that's a toughie. I think the next kill will be made by
0: Ben Richards. I I hate her performance. Really? I just don't like, yes, I can choose anyone I want and I choose. Ben Richards and what she says that just floors everybody. That Ben Richards is one mean
1: motherfucker. Yeah, right. (laughs) And then you see the scene out, I guess, in the wasteland or big ass chalkboard, and everybody's bookies. There's bookies, which put money on Richards because they never accepted bets on a runner. Okay, sure. Two hundred dollars on Richards.
3: Come on, two hundred on Richards. Two hundred dollars on Richards. Come on, you got it. Let's do it.
0: if you saw ben richards i'm gonna put all my money on him from moment one well the thing it's logic and i don't have written down but the thing i don't understand about that the book he scenes is like they seem to be exchanging money before things are like decided because there's like the people that are betting on buzzsaw i think they're like paying out because Buzzsaw is chasing Ben, but it's like he's not dead yet. But aren't some of these
1: odds like way too high? Like they had like Buzzsaw like well, 500 to 1? They
0: had Ben 100 to 1 after he's <laughs> killed two stalkers. <laughs> I am absolutely, I'm putting all my money on Well, the that. one guy say like, I want 200 on yeah. Richards. It's I'm like, like yeah. Yes, you do. You fucking idiot. Do you it. You do, do it, man. I like Ben going selfie mode with the TV camera.
3: You cold bladder bastard. I'll tell you what I think of it. I live to see you eat that contract. But I hope you leave enough room for my fist
2: because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine! Ah! <laughs>
0: oh it's so good and he addresses he picks up the tv camera and he addresses killian and he says i hope you left enough room for my fist because i'm gonna ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine yeah, it's awesome he's addressing killian on the network feed they're on like commercial break yes.
1: and killian sees all these guys that he's killing so killian's like listen if you sign a three-year contract with cadre cola i'll make you a stalker yeah we'll end it right now your crimes will be forgiven and of course arnold basically says go fuck yourself which right
0: is awesome you got more i mean the killing of the stalkers oh god so like sub-zero it could have been better yeah because he ben like wraps the razor wire around him and it just could have decapitated him yeah or he could have like i have a logic thing about yeah. that scene too then buzzsaw a wrestle over a chainsaw and then he cuts his penis and yeah. basically gears of Warism he says uh he had to split. split dynamo he doesn't kill
3: oh god god go to commercial jesus christ I have no power. Cut. Go to commercial. No, I won't kill a helpless human being, not even sadistic scum like
0: you. No, he shows a mercy. Because Dynamo flips his car and Dynamo's screaming like Cut a bitch. Cut the commercial! Cut the commercial! Yeah, and uh, he doesn't kill him because he says, I won't kill a coward or whatever. He says then he or. dies by office sprinkler. But then Fireball, who's pretty worthless, yeah, it's like the same thing. Like he kills him, but he's screaming, go to commercial. This is what I don't get about these stalkers. I understand they
1: never put into their minds that they could be killed by a runner. Yes. But look at Fireball's outfit. He literally has a fucking gas line and is shocked when he rips his gas
0: line. Yeah. It's right fucking there. I love his hair. Because it's Jim Brown, but it barely looks like Jim Brown because he's got like he looks like an Adams family cast off. Don't you just love his
1: brooding voice? Amber finds Whitman Price and Haddad. Yeah.
3: They're running man.
0: Last season's winners. No, last season's losers. Oh yeah. my God, Jim! Just, Shut the fuck up. I, I just, I wonder. Okay, well, yeah. we'll talk about it more. We're gonna get into this, but first, was there no Running Man swimming pool? I don't think the state, the state would not allow you to have a swimming pool. Yeah, but
1: I bet you Killian has a luxurious oh, bathtub.
0: He does, I'm sure. Yeah, Killian, here's your pool now. No pool. <laughs> <laughs> awesome uh, so we're going to be discussing our favorite reality shows of all time reality shows or now often referred to as unscripted television, have an origin traced back to 1973 PBS series, An American Family. This show literally just followed a family. All right. Simple enough. It is responsible for and typically seen as the birth of this genre because the show is like, we're just going to put some cameras on a family, just a typical family, just to show the world what a typical family is. But then when there'd be like drama, they learned to like... focus the show on the drama part of it. I took a reality television course in college and I wrote a, a paper about at the time reality television was what I referred to as like a pet cemetery. Yeah. So basically you had shows like the surreal life where they were taking celebrities, loose, loose term, you know, zealous celebrities big time. whose careers were over and giving them a new life, the pet cemetery of reality television, because you had people who weren't relevant anymore, but they were relevant because they were on reality TV. And there's so many different genres of reality TV. You've got like your competition shows. You've got like your... You know, you've got cooking shows. You got yeah. a million cooking shows. You've got your Survivors and your Naked and Afraid and stuff brothers. like that. And so there's so many different genres now of reality television we're But g- it's not even really real anymore. No, it's not. It's all I manufactured. Mean, it's, yeah, and and we're gonna I'm gonna tell you in a couple minutes a reason why such an emphasis on reality television. But we're gonna give you our top five favorite reality television
1: shows. Okay, okay I'll kick it off. My number five, and uh, Kevin, you and I appreciate this one. And it's kind of more of a docu-reality, but I think it still holds water to this list. MTV, I'm a pro wrestler. Yeah. Because we... Well, was that a a
0: true life? Yes, it was. It was a true life. So I have... My number three is MTV True Life because there's like 300 of these. There's a ton. And it was like MTV True Life, I want to be a Bukaki dolphin. (laughs) Oh, fuck it. It was like... It was always Like... It was always something like she <laughs> but yeah, it was always like true life was always something like true life. I only eat steak. Yeah. You know, it was always like something. And then they would just follow somebody. And there was a very similar show to true life called made oh yeah but made was like where they selected something they wanted to do exactly i am really true life is an amazing show i would love to go back and watch all of them but i doubt paramount or anyone has
1: them the pro wrestler one well you've seen up and comer like rapid delivery rory fox but then again you see these guys like tony atlas who used to be Big oh in the late God. 70s, early 80s. He's, he's cooking on a hot plate in a one-bedroom apartment asking where his cellophones is He hides at.
0: money from himself. Yeah. Where my cellophone? Where my cellophone? He hides money from himself. Yep. And uh, he lets a girl beat him up legit. When wrestling was that hot, you could not consume enough content. Oh, there's a ton. Like, there was like enough. all of those, like reality, like the A&E had them. <sighs> there was like, because there's that one where Mike Modish tries out for WWE. That's right. Oh, Beyond the Mat. Is that in Beyond the Mat? Yeah, okay, the Mat. well, there's one that's like an A&E, reality, yeah. but a bunch of them. So yeah, absolutely. I had MTV True Life number three, but yes, I loved it. Amazing. Go back, watch you know, a million episodes. There's like one about people who are in like polygamous relationships. There's one. There's a ton. Yeah, there's so many. My number five, Big Brother. The phrase, you know, not the official tagline, but Big Brother's always been known for expect the unexpected. And Big Brother's a fascinating experiment because it's literally just like, now my idea for reality show is bonkers because I don't know that it would work. My idea for reality show is always put eight people in a room at a table you cannot leave that room until you decide which one person in the room leaves with the money. No competitions. Everybody just hears everyone's stories. And that's, I don't know how you could, how long you'd be able to carry that. If i can let them die. <laughs> but they just like sit at a table and just be like, it's like squid game. You're not allowed out of this room until you decide. And you're not allowed to share. Okay. So you can't be like that easy way. out. You can't be like, I win and I'm going to share it eight ways. You cannot do that. So literally like you go in, you have to decide which person. And then you got to start depriving them of water, food. They can't piss or shit. Well, you could even maybe do it like how a jury does. Okay. So they can do 12 hours a day. Okay. And then, like, okay, you let them leave, you let them eat and sleep. I don't know. If they don't come back, then, you and know, they don't get the money. Yeah. They just don't get the money. But, uh, but anyway, Big Brother, they put everybody in a house and it's kind of the same. There are like competitions to determine who's head of household, who wins the veto and stuff like that. But there's been like over however many 20 some seasons of U.S. Big Brother, there's been some like truly miraculous, like where somebody was dead in the oh, water yeah. and has talked themselves out of being sent home backstab I mean there's just a lot of like drama and backstabbing and stuff so I've never seen it that was my mom's favorite reality show to the point she watched Big Brother after dark uh, Luchasaurus was on it that's right he was and he, uh, a showman's with twins one twin in particular but there was a twist where there were two twins in the house but everybody else thought it was only one person
1: so my next one is another MTV show Fear yes I love Fear why did you love Fear Jim? I don't know the show starts off with Godsmacked singing voodoo, but it was basically those reality ghost shows. You know, they strap uh, a night vision yes. camera to you with a mic. Just go walk around this yeah. abandoned psychiatric hospital and, yeah and uncover what you can. You look back on it now, you're like, they probably pump shit in there to really freak them they, out. But at the time. Yeah.
0: And they made those episodes for probably 500 bucks.
1: But I totally think that inspired a lot of like ghost shows. Oh, like yeah. Ghost hunters. Like, let's see if we can do this legitimate. And then it's just like ghost adventures, which got even weirder. So
0: let's get this out of the way. MTV has made a living with reality TV over the last several years. But MTV is our shitheads when it comes to, like in Practical Jokers originally pitched their show to MTV to MTV, and MTV didn't pick it up but then MTV released their own version of it yeah before so it's like they've always done shit like that so Fear was probably a show that somebody else pitched to them and they were like no but then they just made their own version exactly, exactly. MTV's always uh, cut corners with things like that. My number four really goes off the rails, but how fucking great is it? It's Rock of Love. Oh, God. Brett Michaels yeah. and all these uh, rocker chicks wanted, a chud. To, wanted to date Brett Michaels, and it's just literally, like, Ugh. booze-fueled. It's like The Bachelor, but on, like, meth. I Not on the, steroids. It's The Bachelor on meth. Because I hate it's the like, fact that I watched that show. I loved it. It's Ugh. so stupid and there's so much drama and like all everyone on there was such a character i loved it brett michaels and the hair dana yeah which is
1: my next one go figure the MTV show Road Rules, I yeah. fucking loved it. Yes. the first like two or three seasons, yes. which is which great.
0: they only did like they kept doing Real World, but then Road Rules they just they stopped. did like four seasons. But Road Rules was arguably better than Real World.
1: You put well, they got the idea from the second season of the Real World, yeah, because everybody had to meet up in a Winnebago to live out in Los Angeles, so yes. they took this idea. You had five people, put them in a Winnebago. They have to do like these quests yeah, across country country, but it's five different people from five different steps of life that just did not get around. Like the first season, the chick kit who was on the show ends up being on like good morning America. She had a really successful, but you had the jock. You had the girl next door. You had a native American and you had a guy that was born, like lived in Compton. Yeah. Go figure all the conflict that happened. Yeah. It was awesome i don't know why they
0: only did four seasons i don't either because it was really good It was smart television and, i liked and, it you know a lot of shows have have used that format like we're watching right now the um great food truck race or yeah. whatever and in a way it's like similar it's you know there's like Amazing Race yeah. is one that's a super popular one and it's essentially the same thing. Boy, you know? CBS really does have the market on reality yeah, TV. Yeah, they locked. really do. My number three was MTV True Life, the Bukkake Dolphin episode specifically. Now yeah, go to your number two. My number two, there were 32 seasons of the best unintentional comedy. Cops.
1: Oh, that's right. Cops. God damn, made you feel better about your life. <laughs> it's
0: insane. Like, it's almost like weird to laugh at, but it's just like literally they just get in a car with a cop and they follow him around and it's like a hundred percent of the time oh it's harriet again if if it made the show you know like they didn't cover like legit shootings and stuff like that they covered like all the people caught in the act of doing crazy stuff nuts man cops is crazy so my number two stick with mtv
1: again but specifically the first seven seasons of the real world. Yeah. Before it started going off the rails. We're like, instead of seven people, let's do 12 people. Yeah. We'll supply them with the job because at first they had to get their own jobs and make yeah. their own way. And then that like, oh, will get them a
0: job. Yeah. My number one uh, real world it was so good because you know i mentioned an american family it took that sort of premise of just like let's put people in a house and just from different walks of life just watch what happens to them i, I really like seattle the infamous irene oh god the Lyme the disease and steven slapser i'll
1: always remember i loved london because it was such it was the first international one yeah. but san francisco puck yeah. pedro yes. pedro gave a lot of like aids and hiv yeah. awareness which was amazing
0: i really liked hawaii Colin and. Maya. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And tech. Tech. That's right. He was in, Hawaii. Was in Hawaii. I, really I liked, liked that one. season five because
1: there was the first threesome ever in real world yeah. history in the hot tub yeah. with Mike, Melissa, and they brought somebody Yeah, home. And
0: then on, on Seattle, there was David and he started dating one of the producers of the show and they had to hide it. Well, the weird thing about Seattle too,
1: David and Nathan both went to the same. Yeah. World, so they knew each other yeah. already. So that was an interesting, like an experiment. I loved it. Then it started going off the fucking rails. It
0: was Do you think it was like specifically who they cast? Do you think it was? the setting, the location, like what do you think made each season of the real world? Well, if you look at the very first
1: season of the real world, and they did it in New York. When you have you know, like wholesome girl next door, Julie yeah. up there with like a bunch of like rappers and yeah. Eric fucking niece. Yep. Crazy. But yeah, I mean, season number two, John, the cowboy country singer. Yeah.
0: Real world format MTV still uses it, but they like turned it on its head because Jersey shore is the real world, Ugh. but it's essentially the real world. With For Italians. But sp- yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then like they have Floribama Shore and they have a bunch of those. We watched one. I can't even remember which one it was. They're still using that. That's why the real world doesn't exist because they're still using the format. They're just. But the other way the real world
1: exists now and same with road rules, they just do the challenge every year. Yeah. And it's weird. You got 55
0: year old people.
1: The challenge is like. But now they're doing it on CBS with the CBS yeah, reality the shows. The challenge
0: is like a. Uh, Damn. It's like a sport. Yeah. It has become like its own thing. It is insane that there's still it's I would. I wish I watched it. You know what I mean? Like I, I watched don't watch like the first it, season of the challenge, but like I would like to watch it, but I feel like I'm so far behind, but I, I would watch it. Yeah, I would, too. There's like people making a living. They've been on 20 seasons of the T.J. Lavin. That, his that's thing, their job.
1: Lucky. Star. Abe is so happy. There's another challenge yeah. this year because his job at Dick's is not going to provide him the life that he <laughs> right. wants. So uh, real quickly, my number one, not an MTV show specific again. Season one only, Anderson Cooper, The Mole. Yeah, okay. Just rewatch The Mole because it's on Netflix not too long ago. What a smart idea for a show. You have like 15 people, one of which the producers have put into the show is The Mole. Yeah. You don't know if they're your friend. You don't know if they're working for you or against you, but you have to do quizzes at the end of every show about who do you think the mole is. And the person who gets the lowest score on the quiz gets eliminated until you find out at the end who is the one that yeah. is the mole and who is the grand winner. Which is weird how they figured out the winner because it was who got the highest quiz scores throughout the entire show yeah. to figure out who the mole I, was. See,
0: I kind of miss uh, like the Spike TV reality show yeah, those format are pretty good. where it's like one was like Joe Millionaire or something where it's oh like- Oh God, Joe Millionaire. Where it was like that they idiot. tell the girls that the guy Guys loaded and has, you know, tons of money and they're all competing for him. And then at the end of the show, they're like, oh, he's poor. Yeah. He's a scumbag. Yeah. And stuff. So it's like, oh, he's so dreamy. Oh, he's poor. What a
1: fucking ugly
0: asshole. Yeah. Now actually there is something reminds me of the mole. It's, I want to say it's on true TV. It's Natasha Legero's show. It's called rat in the kitchen. Okay. And it's, they bring a bunch of chefs in to like cook a meal, but one chef is there to sabotage them. And then you have to kind of guess who sabotage that's them, cool so. so some honorable mentions top chef which top chef is more the cooking challenges and going different places but there's not a lot of like interaction between no. the characters give me the original iron chef damn iron it. chef's great biggest loser which dangerously unhealthy what they do on that show you think they lose 100 pounds in six weeks and stuff bands on the run or as i would call bands with the runs <laughs> bands on the run was a great show yeah uh vh1 naked and Afraid. Chucklop. It's so weird. Jackass. Botched. American Idol's reality show Ugh. and kind of opened the door for all the, the and boys. it's still going. Mm-hmm. God. RuPaul's Drag Race, Project Runway, America's Next Top Model, The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Those are maybe the biggest. The stables. But those are probably scripted. Oh, I would say so. So before I move on, I recently learned that people who appear on reality or unscripted shows do not receive royalties or residual payments for reruns. So they get paid on first run. So like when, I don't know, name any of these shows, Rock of Love. So these girls get paid for their appearance on the show. They get paid for the first time it airs. After that, VH1 could play it 60 times they a get day. Nothing. They get dick. They yeah. get nothing. Par for the course. Yeah. So MTV plays Jersey Shore, Teen Mom, All Day, Every Day. But the people who appear only paid for initial appearance. It's why television reruns and uh, such are dominated by the genre. For that reason, it's very cheap yeah and it's also very cheap because all you need is a cameraman who just follows them around one person there's nothing you know and then they make it i mean look at look at catfish yes cat right catfish fuck yeah constantly okay let's get back in uh killian's pool killian i found your pool now
3: more pool 50 years we've told them what to eat what to drink what to wear for Christ's sake, Ben, don't you understand? Americans love television. They wean their kids on it. Listen, they love game shows. They love wrestling. They love sports violence. So what do we do? We give them what they want. We're number one, Ben. That's all that counts. Believe me, I've been in the business 30 years. Well, I haven't been in show business
2: as long as you have, Killian. But I'm a quick learner.
0: Critical question. Rank these stalkers from best to worst.
1: Best stalker by far. I'd go Dynamo, Buzzsaw, Sub-Zero and then Fireball and then you can't really count Captain
0: Freedom I counted Captain Freedom mine is Dynamo Sub-Zero Captain Freedom Buzzsaw Fireball what I don't get is what the fuck was Captain Freedom
1: supposed to be when he goes into the production thing and he has this like robot arm yeah
0: he looks like Masters of the Universe like a He-Man character but when you he's see his like, picture
1: in the world's biggest locker room yeah. it's just him as a
0: normal yeah, stalker what's that, what's that guy's name Ramcor or something Ramcore <laughs> I don't know what his name is <laughs> the guy from he's got the battery ram head and shit from masters oh yeah, yeah 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 that's kind of like what it reminded me of something like that yeah i could see that all right someone i don't want anywhere near the game arena mr david mccall
1: hey kelly and i could be
0: a stalker you ever want to see my tummy no well, it could have been different mr walker you should have allowed nature to take its course i think the next kill will be fear his
1: name's just <laughs> fear dude would he not if they remade this movie, holy
0: shit. So let me in the game zone. <laughs> he can throw somebody 750 yards off of, uh, onto a, uh, whatever. I think I'll do some steroids, okay? Okay. So, uh, logic first. I have a, a bunch. Oh, me too. What's to stop vigilantes in the game zone? That's what I don't understand Is about it the game zone. Completely fenced off? Is it their walls? Like, what's to stop someone from saying, man, I could be a better stalker than Buzzsaw and just like going down? down there with our homemade weapons. This is why I don't understand about the
1: game zone. So they say it's 40 square blocks yes. left over from the big one in 1997. Are we also putting in the fact that the people that are making bets on the chalk zone board, are they in the game zone? Cause it sure as hell looks. It It does. Another thing too, I'll loop it into yours then. Why is the uplink satellite thing in the game zone? Yeah, it's the
0: worst place they could have hit
1: it. Does the outside world, I know it's a police state and everything, and I know everything's about ratings. The president has an agent for fuck's sake. Don't you think you could make money even for corporate people to build something up instead of having this massive 40 block unused thing where it doesn't ever seem to be daylight? And for the longest time, I'm like, is the game zone underneath a roof too? Because when they first arrive in the game zone via the
0: fun tunnel, they don't seem to be outdoors at all. Right. It's weird. I don't get it. This was my last one I was going to bring up, but I'll bring it up now. So a lot more would have to happen at the end. So they bring down the running man TV show. They also brought down ICS. Right. So they bring down the ICS network, which is a state ran government network wouldn't ben richards still be enemy number one of the government they would have to come after him wouldn't they double down on the propaganda like the government would still not allow these people to just take down a network in
1: this society it would be the government could see how powerful that ben richards is becoming to people want him maybe they'll be like they'll spin and be like listen killian was subversive ben's been with us the entire time we liberated killian and his band of right. resistance this,
0: fighters this movie has a little bit of a magnifying glass problem in that the entire movie takes place like within the games on 40 blocks exactly. and the studio and ICS but in reality this is a tv network within a police state yeah so like we never see the outside world outside of ICS other than like maybe the airport, the airport that's stuff. it but like the airport with very lackluster security where the guy just says like "Did they basically have ICS guards at yeah. the airport? report so uh, yeah i just there's a bigger problem here it's like they don't win you know they win they beat the running man but it's like it's not over he doesn't just get to go free yeah
1: okay so here's another major one i got we got a ton here folks so let's start up here the Bakersfield massacre footage that they put on tv what so you're telling me there's a big camera in the cockpit falling everything that we just saw in the movie on tv that they can see yes What the fuck? Right. Like, seriously. And it's horrible editing job. Like it's literally a horrible cut. Richards. And you do all of a sudden you hear the guy he was talking to saying, I
0: will not follow your orders. But all of a sudden you hear his voice. What is going on there? It's so come on. The running man is, it's like a four hour broadcast and it's key demographic is octogenarians. Cause like everybody in the audience is just like decrepit old people. Uh, At first I was like, who's going to go to the studio and watch this for four hours. But I'm like, "Eh, it's kind of like a sporting event. It is. Football and stuff. They might watch a four-hour game. But what is the audience seeing at any given time? There's two
1: not so big
0: screens, and that's it. Then you have like the Nitro Girl dancers.
1: Yeah, because nothing.
0: Obviously, being a state ran show, you want to be very selective of what the audience sees. So, like, you wouldn't show them everything. No. And there's obviously commercials because they yell to go to commercial. Cadre Cola constantly. Yeah. So you're seeing Cadre Cola commercials, but like, I just don't know what how four hours are being killed because like the rules of Running Man which we didn't even go over is that you have to survive for is it three hours or I think, four yeah, hours or do you hour- have to get to the end like what to, is yeah so whatever the rules are there are stalkers and you have to just survive and then you'll receive a full pardon well at least so we think Yeah. so we saw three people who survived Whitman, Price and Haddad. which while we're here why does ICS keep the winner's corpses lying around <laughs> No, They just keep it in a locker room, dispose of them, get rid of the evidence. They literally just are like, with the dog tags on And them. what happened. They, they obviously poison them or something yeah. because they're all there together. So and you find out they're not actually getting pardoned. So, and they're not basking under the Maui sun. Yeah. So if you, what happens on any given episode of the running man, what it, is the it, percentage of winners? How is it on every night? Is it on once a week? Is it on 52 weeks a year? exactly out of all of those episodes how many actually win there can't
1: be anybody that wins but i see why they did it because you have to have people believe that oh maybe this is the one right but, but that's like, why there was only three winners. But then again, how long has the show been on the air? But
0: the three people that won, no stalkers were killed because when Ben kills one, that's the first one to ever be killed. So they win by just and that goes back to my original point. The audience is literally just watching people hide.
1: This is what makes I think would make perfect sense. Say if you redid how they set up the running man, every game zone, you're thinking if they did it modern day, if you have 40 blocks each zone, there's going to be zones within a block there's the pepsi zone yeah all right we're gonna throw it to the pepsi zone live audience in the pepsi zone every zone has a live audience right because they never would expected somebody like ben richards to come along exactly but then again it's not bad if it does because you even see like when they like after sub-zeros dies you see killian backstage or even like
3: ratings just jumped eight points right across the board eight Make that nine point. I love Ben Richards.
1: After a while, shit's getting stagnant. Yeah. But if it's state run TV, you don't really have that much to watch except for the hate
0: boat. If they can digitally alter every episode, then why don't why do they have people on at all? Exactly. I mean it's just like At that point you're yeah. You Everything could be just be a hologram. When Sub Zero dies so
1: he takes Ben takes a thing of barbed wire and wraps it in his path in which he was going to skate. It wraps around his neck. Yep. When he pulls away, the blood is clearly pumping out of his yes.
0: hands, yes. not his neck. No. You don't think they could have reshot that? No. That's what I said. They could have decapitated him. Yeah. They could have done like a number of things, but instead they literally allowed the final like shot. Uh, yeah. And then after you see Sub Zero die, we
1: get a shot of the the bookie chalkboard. I understand that it's a police state. Probably people aren't that educated, but they wrote on the board instead of Sub-Zero, sub 0 So it's Z-U-B-Z-E-R-O. So apparently S doesn't
0: exist that well. well he's also future. a professor to some people and professors. So I would like to know what is he a professor of ice? Yes. I don't think the runners would survive the vacuum sleds. I want to know what kind of G force because well, right. there's a rocket on the yes. fucking back. And of like, it. even if you survived, once you stood out of it, you'd be so dizzy and shit. And, and it stops with via like a little bit of, of like a, net. a net, but it doesn't rebound. No, it like hits the net and stops. It's I don't think they'd survive. It would be fun. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, maybe. So here's mine. So
1: when Buzzsaw gets picked, the voiceover, the host of the show, the, the voice of the running man says,
2: Give a down-home welcome to Buzzsaw Eddie Butowski, last season's leading stalker. Buzz saws, Hammond and Kate's chainsaws are made of Trilon coated Dura steel and can cut muscle, sinew, bone, or even solid steel.
1: But in his battle with Ben, the saw can't cut through steel at fucking all. <laughs> that steel on stage almost seemed like tinfoil. Oh my god yeah and no i'm sorry eddie Bukowski or batowski or whatever the fuck your name is i still want to know why he got a full name it's weird and you can't tell me like dynamo's name is glenn
0: gipschitz or something and, like that and buzzsaw was the leading stalker yeah he killed the most kills uh, like all time or yeah, something he the most kills or something and i'm like uh, like how long has it been going what's the stalker where do the count? stalkers come from i don't like, know they're just like hey you like killing people probably do you want to just go in there and kill people i mean we do see like that they offer ben so maybe like. The The stalkers are former contestants who survived. They were too good. I don't know. So the most upsetting part of the movie, the worst piece of logic when they're announcing Amber into the game, they're giving you facts about who she is. <laughs> it's so good. They're trying to slander her by saying she has two to three sexual partners a year. Yeah. Oh God. Exactly. She's like, oh, that's a lie. Last week we watched Andy McDowell have 33 sexual partners by the time she was in her early twenties. <laughs> no. And then like Amber in this movie, they're like, she has two to three sexual partners a year and it's like
1: <gasps> what and her boyfriend butcher ben richards her confederate yeah her lover first of all who's ever referred to a significant other as their confederate yeah <laughs> so weird okay i mentioned it briefly before but i want to mention it again what is with this fucking locker room i've never seen a locker room so massive in my life that has a bar in it 700 people there are a couple lockers because it's a locker room. Fireball in there walking around with a towel around his neck, no shirt. Who forever, I had no idea it was Jim Brown. Yeah, no. Because it doesn't look like it looks like my Aunt Marty, not <laughs> Jim Brown. But what is with this locker room? You're telling me you're in this big fucking 100 story building. There isn't some other floor you can station these people on? Come on there, dick. Yeah.
0: Back to the what are the people in the studio seeing? When Amber finds she's running from Fireball. She finds the corpses of previous winners. Wouldn't the audience like the audience, like the cameras have to follow the action. Yeah. They have to broadcast the action. So what are they showing there? They The show right <laughs> at that moment, they wouldn't need to uplink to the satellite no. because the audience would see the corpses of the previous winners right then and there. They would know it was rigged.
1: Maybe they're so excited because they're getting the running man board game. Here we What I wouldn't give to have the running man board game. I don't know how you would set a running man board game up to be completely honest with you. Well, the, you- the home game,
0: the running man, the home game, and they're giving it to the guy yes. before you find out if he won. No. And he didn't even pick anybody.
1: And all of a sudden Killian's like, I'll pick two
0: of them for you. Yeah.
1: Cause he's like, why decide also? Like I mentioned briefly earlier. These stalkers are way too easy to kill. Dynamo, why didn't somebody just throw water on him to begin with at some point in his stalker career?
0: Dynamo has this weird like little clown car thing. What is that? It's like a, a space car. And then Buzzsaw's got a motorcycle, which he actually appears to be pretty competent at driving. The first thing is like, why doesn't Ben run up a hill? So he runs up a hill and then Dynamo tries to chase him and the car just rolls back down the hill.
1: I got an idea. If Ben didn't kill Sub-Zero in the Sub-Zero arena, if he just ran outside, what the fuck is Sub-Zero going to chase him down with fucking ice skates? (laughs) They're
0: very limited on what they can do. Yeah, They're very incompetent. Here, Okay, so Ben calls... Dynamo, the I think the first time he calls him Lighthead, hey, Lighthead, light hey, head. Christmas tree, Christmas tree, and then <laughs> and then he doesn't kill him. And then he, he tries to commit rape, and thankfully, he uh, he dies, he dies, yeah.
1: And also, death. shout out to when Amber and her work colleague are getting a soda, and it's six dollars a can, yeah.
3: Look, do you have any more change? I ran out, yeah, six dollars. Jesus,
0: this place, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. it's Cadre Cola. Well, that might be uh, a possibility now yeah that might be more realistic jim you got any more uh logic of all people and i think i want to tie this into what you brought
1: up earlier the guy who was going to direct this movie that went eight million dollars over budget is it because his cut of the movie involved all of fleetwood mac it might have and all of a sudden they're like mick fleetwood we're just going to keep mick fleetwood as the leader of the resistance eight days
0: Four days behind $8 million over budget. Stevie, you got to go. Michael McDonald, you got to go. We didn't have time for you. Sorry, go make
1: Holiday Road Part 2 for European vacation. We can't afford you, but Mick Fleetwood. You're one of the
3: cops who locked up all my friends, burned my songs. People like you took this country, turned it into a jail.
1: We're going to put some old man makeup on you a little bit. And
0: teach you how to take a collar off some dude's neck. Well, he was a Star Trek fan, and he got to say, hey, "Mr. Spock, yeah. you have the con." And in fact I who's Mr. Says, Spock? Who's Mr. Spock? Load up,
1: lint
3: Code into the grid. Shunt power to main circuits. Mr. Spock, you have the con. Who's Mr. Spock?
0: What is the legacy of this movie? It inspired the American Gladiators. Oh, big time. When you think about Gladiators, there's all these events where there's essentially stalkers, yeah. Gladiators chasing the contestant, and all the Gladiators had like gimmicks. you know? They Malibu, were, our uh, favorite. Gemini and Nitro, Nitro laser. laser. Very obvious influence there. I mean, Running Man, is, it's so great. It is uh, absolutely qualifies to be part of our banger season, but it's like the Forgotten Arnold movie. It is. Because like everybody, you think arnold you're like for me it's total recall and commando predator and predator and you know terminator. terminator there's there's so many arnold movies you'd mentioned and running man has never really been that accessible of a movie and i still feel that too about last action hero yeah and we covered that one as well yeah so running man's not like a movie that was played on tv a lot Nope, and it's not a common DVD you always come across or VHS. Never, never got a game for no, it. No, never got a game. So it, it is in that way kind of an inaccessible movie because like Commando, Predator, oh, Terminator, God, God. those are everywhere, and there's video games and merch there's and f- stuff, yo, tons of it, and uh, Running Man. Nothing. If anybody wants to send Jim a Running Man Adidas tracksuit. Oh, I'd wear it every episode.
1: <laughs> I swear to God. I mean, I made a Running Man Arcade One Up cabinet. Somebody will probably send you one of the
0: cleavage ones.
1: Oh, that's fine. I'll wear that too. I could pull off an Amber. I could do her accent. Any other legacy you want to mention? This movie, like I said, it's my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. It just needs to get more notoriety than what yeah, it has. The
0: one-liners—that is what's so ballsy. I'm ballsy. I'm a stud. Like he said, "I'll be back." Yeah. And this one, he brought it over from Terminator. He, everything he does in this movie—only in a rerun—you're literally being chased. They're trying to kill you, and you still have time to stop. The Killian here, Sub Zero now playing Zero is such a stretch. Is so it is such a bizarre, so like so good. And, but it is the uh, definitive line in this one. So, all right, stick around for some plugs. Look out It's 7.30's worst kept secret. You've heard of this, Eddie? Everybody's talking
2: about the show where consenting adults play games with Richard Dawson. You just can't lose. Sometimes I don't think it's worth it. Two families squaring off. With the host who always knows when to quit. Family's a bummer. Be there for the showdown at sundown with the quickest lift in the West. This is not the dawn's It's the Family Feud, Monday through Thursday at 7.30 here on 7.00
1: go pool seniors thank you once again for checking out the podcast this week and don't forget if you guys missed an episode check us out apple spotify podbean and other podcast listening sites and while you're there like comment subscribe rate and follow Hey, you leave us a five star review on Apple, we choose it, you win a prize. It's just that easy. Also, check us out on Facebook and Instagram, YouTube at Pool Scene Podcast, also TikTok. Yo, we're trendy at Pool Scene Pod One. And once again,
0: guys, Thank you from the bottom of our hearts, and now back to Kevin. All right, inside the game zone, final app guy. Yeah, the
3: final lap. All
0: right, Jim, what do you
1: got going on? Kevin, today came out that uh, Rob Zombie is doing the Monsters movie. Oh yeah, and. Right. Jesus Christ, why does anybody let Rob Zombie touch any movie franchise or TV franchise? I
0: I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because he truly loves the Munsters and he's embracing the campiness. My big thing is I watched the trailer and it looks like it's shot on mini DV tape. So bad. It looks so Poor, like it looks (sighs) real weird. I think
1: Rob Zombie' his Halloween movies are dreadful. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely dreadful.
0: They're so dreadful that I kind of like the second one in like never. What is this sort of way?
1: I just could not do it. Now I liked House of a Thousand Corpses. I like Devil's Rejects
0: because that was his own thing.
1: Don't touch shit because you're a fan of it. Doesn't mean it's going to be any
0: good. Three from Hell, fucking horrible.
1: Like, what's going to be next? Three men and
0: a baby? 31, I was excited about. Fucking horrible. So, yeah, monsters are weird. I, on Thursday, was stung by a bunch of bees. Thomas Day can't see without his glasses. I'm allergic to bees. So I sat there for a minute before I did anything because I don't have an EpiPen because, hey, remember when our fucking government... Took away like they're Everything. not covered by insurance, and they cost five hundred dollars out of pocket and stuff. Just and you know I could die, but whatever. Yeah. So uh, fuck American healthcare. Yeah. So I kind of just wrote it out, and I uh, started going into anaphylactic shock. My throat was closing, and I really couldn't breathe. And but I just <laughs> I was like, well, call an ambulance <laughs> if it gets bad enough. Jesus. Yeah, it was bad. And then uh, this weekend we took the kids to Cedar Point for the first time. Cedar Point. Yeah. And. um my oldest daughter she's seven is a bit of a thrill seeker she wanted to ride the wind seeker which Jim and I rode and once was enough never do that fucking ride again and no she way. wanted to ride it and thankfully she was too little she still needs I think four inches I think it's 52 inches she's 48 inches so um, she did ride the Cedar Creek Mine Ride which has been quite a while since yeah. I rode that one such a weird coaster I've never present. rode that since I was a kid it's so strange because it like it has a lift hill but not a drop. Because I think it's like it, a
1: 51 foot hill.
0: Yeah, but then it goes. Just glides. Yeah, it kind of just goes around. It's perfect for kids. She rode Iron Dragon, did not like it, but she rode it and she. Did, it's not like she cried. It's not like she screamed. She wasn't a fan of it. She just was kind of like, yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah, she wrote a bunch of stuff. It was quite hot. It, we looked on the screen on the mine ride and it was like 73, feels like 84. Oof. Because when you're in a yeah. you're all concrete, no shade, they have a wall up where Wicked Twister was it says like something great coming soon, but you can't see. But there probably isn't anything going on. It's just bare land. And it is right now. Show the lake. What else? Anything else new? I you rode Valraven for the first time.
1: You got your Valraven credit.
0: you and I tried to ride Valraven. And Go figure. We waited for a little bit, and then it's like we were probably 10 minutes from getting on, and they it shut down. Yeah. I accidentally picked the best time. Like I said, I don't know that it would make my top 10 coasters, because it's fine. I mean, it's, it's good. If it made my top 10, it'd probably be like eight, nine, you know, up there. But as far as like single rides go, one of the best coaster rides, if not the best I've ever been on, because... Were you front row at all? No, I was in the second row. There's three rows. There's eight. Eight across. Eight, eight, eight. eight. So there's 24 per ride. I'm in the second row, about in the middle. It's like the thing I always say with roller coasters. You go up this giant lift hill, and then you go right over the other side. And it's great for that split second when you can see from the top of the lift hill. But why don't coasters spend more time at the top? So Val Raven does this really cool thing where it goes up this. It's 200 and some feet. So you go up this 200 and some feet lift hill, and it kind of like slowly goes straight and around. To turn and then it hangs you there for a couple seconds before it drops over the lake because juggle or Jug Lake I uh, Cedar Point for those who haven't been there it sits on Lake Erie. You get this beautiful view of the the entire lake. Yeah, you get the sunset on that side and then once it starts going the other direction the moon's already out. I mean it was just like yeah. a beautiful environment and and time to ride the ride. Now had I rode that in the daytime when you got to the top of that hill it'd be. St- like full sun would not have been as enjoyable. So did you ride millennium forest at all or no? I didn't, but 15 minute wait. That's crazy.
1: Is all it was still my favorite ride ever did front row millennium forest. It was right after the park closed. So, All the rides were kind of shutting down. It was dark. You couldn't see where you're going. It was just silence. It was great.
0: Maverick, which the next time we go to Cedar Point, I kind of think so. When the gate drops, you run. Yeah. Now, I'm always going to be on board to go steal vengeance first. I would agree. Because of the long line. But Maverick's such a great ride that we always seem to miss out on because... The lines are too long. The lines are insane for Maverick. And Maverick's not a big coaster. It's a fast coaster. It's an awesome coaster. I don't know if it's just the ops. But it's like Maverick is always such a long wait. And I've been to Cedar point enough and I've rode these enough and I've waited in the lines enough. So where I kind of have a gut feeling about what the wait times are, you can kind of eyeball it and say like, So the sign for Maverick said an hour. And I'm like, no, way, that's more than an hour because they were back down the ramp, almost to the metal turnstiles. I'm like, that's an hour and a half, two hours. So I wasn't going to wait for Maverick, but not more than maybe 15 minutes. We're over in Frontier Town. There's a shaded area. We sat to get some food and we're watching Maverick run empty trains for 15, 20 minutes. Ridiculous. So all those people that were in line probably waited there for an hour and got hosed. No way. It's cool. It was a cool experience to go to a theme park with my kids. Yeah. And because as much as I love roller coasters, going to theme parks in the atmosphere, it's also kind of a bummer when you spend your whole day waiting in lines. Yeah. And you can pay for a fast pass. But, but sometimes you're waiting an
1: hour just in a yeah, fast pass line. Yeah, it's so
0: expensive. And something else about Val Raven, fucking. So one, the worst people I've ever been in line with. Really? There were like a bunch of like teenage, like Ugh, preteen. And obnoxious. they were being fucking obnoxious. They, every time they went through the turnstiles, they were like, this one kid kept saying, dab me up, dab me up, dab me up. And he was trying to make people like high five him and shit. That's when you look at the kid and go, Fuck yeah, you. They were being so fucking obnoxious. So I'm getting up to where so the Val Raven's got a real weird setup in the station. I hopefully our audience is still listening to him and shut this <laughs> off. But you get to the top of the stairs and that's where you board. So the final final line is you go straight from the stairs on onto the ride. That's weird. They only bring in enough for the next ride actually onto the platform. Okay. Cause normally like when you get to the platform, they might line up a bunch of people and then then there's many turnstiles. Yeah. And then there's turnstiles, but like in this case. Only enough for like immediately who's going to ride. And I will say Val Raven ops weren't great because there'd be one on the platform and two waiting because you'd be on the ride yeah you'd get back stop you'd see one pulling out the next one pulling in you'd pull forward so they had the timing all off so anyway right as i'm about to go into the station to get in the turnstile 40 people come up past lane (sighs) they must i think they were there like senior class or freshman class something all these kids fucking like 40 fucking kids come up fast pass lane. Thankfully he was only taking them in groups of eight and he was putting them in the front row. I hate fast pass. I get it. I'm a cheapskate. I'm not going to pay for But they it. also have fast pass plus. Yes, exactly. And then it's like, you just, they put you straight on the ride, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. It was cool though, to, to not experience that stress of trying to get on stuff, caring whether I did waiting in a bunch of lines. It was nice to just like literally spend the whole day at the park, like walking around yeah. people watching, seeing, and like, it wasn't that busy. Surprising for a weekend. Beautiful day. It was a Sunday. Yeah, just really wasn't that
1: busy. Because usually our gold standards when we go, we go to like a Tuesday or a Wednesday, yeah. and there's nobody there.
0: And if there's a threat of rain, even better. Yeah, you had like uh, no weight on Gemini. You had like uh 10-15 minutes on Magnum, you had 15 to 30 on Millennium Force, Maverick was probably an hour and a half. Didn't go over to Steel Vengeance was I learned that the staff called Steve. Steve. No idea on Steve. I didn't want walk over yeah. there blue streak wasn't running um which okay tear it down corkscrew was running if you want your neck to fall off <laughs> never again will i ever ride that fucking i ride. rode the woodstock express coaster that's a credit it's a credit it's not too it's actually pretty fast for kids ride but uh my kids rode wilderness run okay they rode that it's such a short coaster that it stops they recheck your seat belts, and they send you again oh so you go twice okay but it not continuously. That's <laughs> true. So it's really it's like weird. when we went to
1: Kennywood, you're like,
0: can we ride this again? Yeah, you're fine. You yeah. don't have to get out. Well, that's what I did when I went to uh sea and road. I basically was like, do I have to get off? And they're like, no, no, don't worry
1: yeah, that's so stupid. It's like, there's nobody else on this ride. Can yeah, you just walk 5,000 yeah, steps to get back on minutes. high school asshole?
0: So, all right, Jim, anything else you want to mention?
1: No, man,
0: we're going to keep it going with fucking
1: bangers. That's right. I'm Thanks. so excited. We need, the, we
0: need the Miley Cyrus bangers. Oh, sound effect. God, we got so many good um, ones lined up. Yeah, next week is going to be a big one. So. A very big one. Yes. Mm-hmm. So until then, Valencia.
2: The Running Man has been brought to you by Breakaway Paramilitary Uniforms, Ortho Pure Procreation Pill, and Cola It hits the spot. Promotional considerations paid for by Kelton Flamethrowers, Wayne Wright Electrical Launchers, and Hammond and Gates chainsaws. Damon Gillian's wardrobe by Chez Antoine. 19th century craftsmanship for the 21st century man. Cadry Trooper and Studio Guard sidearms provided by Colchester. The pistol of patriots. Remember, tickets for the ICS Studio Tour are always available for Class A citizens in good standing. If you'd like to be a contestant on The Running Man, send a self-addressed stamped envelope to ICS Talent Hunt. Arrow your local affiliate and then go out and do something really despicable. I'm Phil Hilton. Good night and take care.